asked the dude what he did, and he apparently stabbed somebody for some money or whatever. So he was in there. Fuck. For, yeah, he was my. You're cell in cell. the cell. Yeah, I was like with them. This is the Graham Radio Podcast. My name is Graham, and on today's episode, we have two guests, and this podcast is split up into two sections. I'll explain that in a second. The first section is with Songbird Shella and Scott A. Songbird Shella and Scott A are working together on musical projects. Songbird is a singer. She is a fantastic, fantastic vocalist. And Scott A is helping her produce a lot of music. We get into that deep. Songbird Shella unfortunately had to leave the room. Um, it, she had to go somewhere. And uh, Scott and I had a conversation. And it took a pretty epic left turn when we started talking about just the criminal justice system. And for now, I'll leave it at that. We got deep, and it was awesome having both of them in the podcast studio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Graham Radio Podcast. Enjoy the show. Hell yeah. Hello, Scott A. What's happening? Introduce yourself. Who are you? Uh, Scott A, um, artist, father, engineer, creative, uh, Tampa, Florida. Yeah, you're, you're mainly producing out of, uh, or wait, sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't mean to say producing. Should I have said engineering? Yeah, yeah I don't produce for right. artists. Yeah. So but. wait. So describe the difference between engineering and producing. Like what? Like what's up? Um, producing is more of the creative process where you like you're creating the music with an artist. Like I don't. I can make beats, but it's one thing to have somebody sit with you and help you construct the song from top to bottom, bridges, hooks. Um, that's the sonics too, the beats and all that. Um, so th- I'm not so really that's into producing. that. That's like more that, producing. That's yeah. producing. Okay. Okay. And then, and then engineering is taking a production and... Yeah, it's pretty much polishing that entire process. Once that process is done, the vocals are recorded, you hand everything to the engineer and they make sure it looks good. So, Sounds good, essentially. At the uh, end. So like, who's your main producer or do you have a main producer? Um, At 5.5, five, there were several producers. Um, uh, Cliff Brown is probably the primary producer. Uh, 2SC Sean uh, Callahan um, is another major producer. Um out of that studio, for sure, those two are, like, the primary producers. Okay, so question about 5.5. Five. What's going on with, like, 5.5 five Entertainment? Because I saw there's, like, a whole new thing going on with 5.5. I know that 5.5 five is a production studio, mm-hmm. but now they're, like, looking for DJs to hire or something? Um, That was actually separate from the recording studio. They do have an entertainment side that, you know, they do live shows, those kind of things. Um, That's separate from what we do at the studio. So that's that was there before the studio was even established. But, but so like, I don't really but know like, much oh, about oh, so that. that was before? The, oh. oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm not even sure what they do on that side because that was a different entity before five five studios came together the the music and the engineering and producing all of that that was through five five studios um but to my understanding that whole business that they had prior to that was way before so, nice and nice yeah how like how did you start with five five um actually i was uh i was re- recruited by gats he was working there um working oh, cool. with with um with the, uh, one of the homies named taylor and he called me one day. It was actually July 4th of 2020. He called me, asked me if I would be down to engineer him at a studio that we had clear access to. I had never heard of the studio. I've never been to the studio. Um, but I pulled up and ran a session for him. And then the next time I went, it was like a recruitment meeting. And I got oh, to meet cool. the owners. Cool. And they were like, hey, we would like for you to be a part of this. And we heard so much about you. And so I just kind of been a part of it since then. So now, so now the two of you are collaborating and making music together, right? Yeah, yeah. For yeah. my album. What what is that? What is that? It's for your album. It's for my album. Yeah. What's your album going to be called? Uh, it's called Doves. It's called Doves. And how many songs is uh, Songbird Shella going to be on? Which I love that it's called Doves. Very, yeah. Very apropos of your name. I yeah. didn't even think about that. But yeah, that makes sense. Wait, sorry, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, total uh, that we collaborated on so far officially, we have two records on there. Okay, out of how many? Out of thirteen. Damn, thirteen. Thirteen on a, tracks. That's, that's a lot of tracks on a record, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's an LP. Yeah. So, sure. like, like, what's the uh, the if you could say the theme of of Dubs? Like, what what is uh, the purpose of Dubs? Of Dubs. Um, Dubs is very personal to me. Uh, it's an acronym for my kids. Okay. Um, how, but it also has that? multiple how, meanings. How's that? How's that? Um, uh, the O in Dubs stands for my oldest daughter Olivia. Um, the V in it it stands for my uh, middle daughter Violet. Um, e stands for uh, a child that I lost. His name he it was a son. His name was Ezra. And then okay. S stands for Scott. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. And then um, Doves essentially. Uh, my youngest daughter, her name's Ava, which in Hebrew means doves. So. Oh, are you Jewish? Yeah. No, no, I'm not. No, no. But. Oh, okay. <laughs> why? Why Hebrew? Why? Why are you? Uh... Um, it was just. It was after I came up. I had the concept of this project before my youngest was even born. Um. And I kind of wanted to tie her into that. Like I have it tatted on me, so I kind of oh, wanted cool. to. Oh cool! Oh shit! Look at that. At, yeah, nice. that this it's a it's a personal theme for me. Um, so that's the reason why the the project was titled that because a lot of the themes tie into what my personal life go through. My daughter's a reference. Um, the song that she helped me with um, is definitely ties into that concept. So, so how do you two work together? Like, is there like a um some sort of like flow that you get into when you're working. I know that you must be uh, recording your voice while you're recording, but but you're an engineer. You don't produce, so how does it yeah. all work? Um, so well, far, the creator. Well, you, I, I would say so. Like to back up a little bit, we um, on Instagram connected probably through Gats. I'd say like how how did we? I think it was perception because I, oh, okay. I, I yeah I saw it yeah. through through guitar. Shout and, out to yeah. perception. Shout out to perception. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he approached me about writing on his album, and so hey, wait, we, I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on one second. Oh, you're good. You got some camera. Sorry about that. We had a little camera malfunction, and we're back. Um, so we connected on Instagram, and he just hit me up and was like, "Hey, are you interested in like collaborating on my album? I'm trying to add some like female vocals to it. Um, I've never had like a. You've never had like a. Yeah, like a." A true collab. I, I normally oh, work with just hip hop guys. Yeah. yeah, like anybody who raps, but like vocalists and just the ideas I have for the album. Yeah, there was a certain uh, sound I was going for, and I seen like she, you know, you're very into like jazz, uh, live musicianship, which is more the direction I definitely want to lean into in the future. Yeah, he has a, a really good appreciation for like the actual like musicianship behind yeah. music. Like yeah. the what do you mean by the musicianship behind music? Just like the uh, ground level, because sometimes when you are in a studio um and you have like every sound at your fingertips like you can you can recreate the sound of a guitar piano strings you know just with a, a really cool like program and then mm -hmm. you have i work with like live musicians mostly like I, i'm pretty green when it comes to like the studio stuff so yeah like i have that i come from that world so i think that's where like the jazz and like the r&b of what is in me comes from yeah so. so i reached out to her specifically for those reasons like i said i saw she, i saw the the kind of work she does um who she collaborates with and like she said in the studio normally i work with artists who well i was able to work with this guy named guy average i'm saying that now because he's he's going to be the future you she know i think that i've spoken with guy average before. he's 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 the future but I he he brought my album to life with a lot of he, he uses midi a lot of things are digital nowadays um, but he has a lot of the live musicianship that he can translate into the hip hop world. 
So working with him, I was definitely able to see that we can start working with other people outside of what I normally do. And she was definitely available. So I reached out. And I'm glad because uh, I, I don't have a lot of experience in studio settings and I really feel like my voice is geared towards like R&B and hip hop. It's just like kind of a natural thing. And I love the idea of writing on someone's music where I'm not like the main, I'm not writing like the main, like the lead line in anything. I'm just either writing like a hook or like pretty harmonies over what he's doing or emphasizing like, you know, whatever yeah. he says. And it's been really fun so far. So Yeah. So um, the, the records that I have with her are probably my two favorite. Like I said, the, the one record that we just recently worked on is very intimate for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very intimate one. And then the other one I had is also very intimate, but it was just it just took it to the next level. Like I thought it was complete prior but then when she added her touch to it i was like okay yeah, so we needed that he says that but like the the tunes are so good already like i when when he sent me um when we were just talking through instagram he sent me like a really stripped down demo version of his music with just piano was it with guy yeah and he was just rapping with piano and i was like this is really beautiful like just as it is and i'm like is this how your record's gonna be it's like no it's gonna be fully produced and i was like okay cool i can't wait to hear what it's gonna sound like if this is how good it sounds just like this yeah and uh i'm not disappointed like the tunes are really he's like my favorite rapper in the area and there's a lot of good rappers and i don't say that lightly and i know my opinion may not mean much but like yeah, i'm a big that. fan now Definitely, definitely, and likewise, likewise for sure. Why'd you choose her? Um, like I said, it was it was I, I I'm very picky with who I collaborate with. Um, prior have you, to have you had bad experiences with collaborating with people? Um, not necessarily. It's just I just have I just I just know what I want. You know what I mean? There's a certain sound you can hear in my music. I'm very meticulous with what I say, how I say it, how I mix things, how I put drops in it. I use certain words for a certain reason. Every you know, from song one to song thirteen, I I make sure that things connect. I'm very intentional with what I say and what I do. So, um, <clears throat> I just have a certain sound that I want. You know, and when I come across, at least Tampa nowadays, I used to. I've been on the scene for almost a decade, a little over a decade now. Um, all all I, in Tampa. All in Tampa, but I've I took a hiatus for a few years for personal reasons, but I'm just coming back. But I've been involved in the scene for a long time and I've seen it grow to what it's become. And back then the resources weren't there, but I had I've always had the ideas. Um and I could just never execute them. And I feel like now the talent Why did you feel like you couldn't execute them? Um well I'll just say the the talent pool back then was very limited and it was also very diverse. It was diverse but separated back then. I feel like now the creative scene, um, they're starting to merge together more than they used to in the past. Um, and was also it more clicky in the past and now people are it, working together more. Yeah, it was more clicky. Um, there was, there was definitely, it was definitely segregated. Like you would have like the hip hop heads then you'd have like the, the, the trap, the uh, local um, Tampa sound, which would be like the juke music scene. Uh, you the have what? The, oh, the what? Juke music. What's that? You never heard of Tampa juke music? I haven't heard the expression juke music. Yeah, like like, um, who can we say like? Back, I came from the time when Lord Drack and Tom G and uh, Young Fella and all these guys were out here doing things like that. That's that's the era I came from. That's like 06, 05. I was fourteen, fifteen at the time. But like, that's what Tampa hip hop was like. The face of what people view like Kaya, and it's just a certain style of Tampa hip hop, which it's still thriving today but there's a certain there's a certain sound that that 
scene has. And then you had the creative artists. You'd have like the Mike Masses. You'd have the who else can I who else can I throw out there? Um, it's like Gats. Montana. You Gats. have like the Gats. The, the Gatses of the world. Um, who else? Jordan Patrick, Sammy Hughes. You have Vinnie Virgo. That we all know of each other, but the scenes were still very split as to you know this crowd runs with this crowd, this crowd runs with that crowd. And I feel like nowadays people are starting to respect and view each scene and starting to collaborate more. You know, pay homage to each other, but Back then, it wasn't like that. And like I said, as far as why the reason, I don't know. As far as why, I don't know. Um, like, I feel like if I look at Atlanta, for example, Atlanta is, is very diverse in the music sound, but they they respect and collaborate with each other or, or acknowledge, um, you know, everybody else's style and, 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 and the way they do things. Like, for example, I think about um, in Atlanta, who was a childish Gambino? Um, he paid homage to the Migos. They're two different style. Their artists completely different. Completely different, but they yeah. both know that they represent Atlanta. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because they do in it well ways. in their different ways, they have respect and mutual appreciation for each other. I feel like Tampa doesn't fully have that yet. I think it's starting to. Don't get me wrong; it's definitely starting to. Um, but for the longest, I feel like Tampa didn't have that same camaraderie. Like people didn't. If you weren't a part of that group, you weren't really. You're just out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. You know what I mean? Do you and think that moving to Tampa to be part of music is a good idea? Um. Uh. Yeah, I think so. Right. I'm saying that because I, I feel like it's a growing market like now. And like I said, the talent also, that's another thing, too. The talent is way more polished than it was a decade ago. Like now artists are coming out the gate. Like you've heard of Asaru? No. So Asaru's is he's he's from uh, the Bronx, I think. He just moved out here a few years ago, but. He's only 21, 20, and he, his pain game is. Is he, he in Tampa? He's in Tampa now, yeah. I actually engineered his album, his last, his most re, uh, recent LP, uh, or EP, I'm sorry. Um, All Praises Do. I mixed that at 5'5", five five, but I wanted to work with him. I, I took on that project because of how talented he was for, and for how young he is. You would think he's 25, 26, 27, the way he writes his songs, the concepts he has, the things he talks about, but he's only 20, 21 years old, you know what I mean? So he's far more advanced than when we were at that age. Back when I was 20, 21, I wasn't thinking half the shit he was thinking. He says that, but he, <coughs> you played me some stuff that you, yeah. and it was really good. Like, Thanks. he he's real <laughs> critical, but it was like, he's like, oh man, I can't, he's like embarrassed to hear it now, and I'm like, man, if you if that's what you're writing now, and I hear what he writes, like, or writing then, what? Now it's just like like the lyrics are beautiful. It's poetry. It's a story. Um, I find myself like rapping along to him. I'm yeah. <laughs> like I just like I can't. I love I love the story that he writes in his songs, and I think it's really impressive because I care about when I write lyrics, when I write melodies. Like I care about not just the music, but like that it tells a story and that I connect with someone. Yeah. And there's nothing better than someone coming back and being like, and I won't even tell them what the song is about, and they'll come to me with their interpretation and be like, this is what I really connected mm -hmm. like with this. And it might not even be what I wrote about, but I, I love that they were so invested in it that they could like hear yeah. that in the song. And I feel like you, you provoke like emotion like that yeah. in your music. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I think that a big part of art is putting out an abstract concept and allowing people to interpret them, uh, interpret it for themselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and one thing I've learned is, is when it comes to art in general, it's just being authentic to what like I said. I know what I want. I know what I want to say. 
and when artists create whatever they create, whatever medium it is, is as long as it's authentic and it's something they can allow the audience to, you know, dissect it however they want to. But as long as it comes from a pure place and from a place of like, this means something to me, even if it's hard to dissect, I feel like people can just like gravitate towards that because it's authentic and you can only get it from that person because it's that real to that person. You know what I mean? So that's one of the things like in even what she does, the way she sings and, and those kind of things and, and the style of singing she does. I know that I couldn't get that from another person. There's only one. You know what I mean? And I hope the same thing for me. You can get the kind of the kind of, you know, songs I write. I hope you can only get that from Scott. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I approach things. And Like uh, from an objective standpoint, what do you think your best next move is? Uh, my album. Mm-hmm. That's definitely the next best move. One thing I didn't want to do, um, is just put music out, uh, just for the sake of doing it. Um, especially with this album, it's like I like I said, it's very personal for me. Um, so everything I do is strategic. Everything you know, me, me and my homies, we came up with a plan, and the whole purpose is executing the plan. That's been 2022's goal. Is execution. I've been behind the scenes for the last two years. I've contributed to so many projects that people don't even know about um, behind the scenes, helping other artists get their projects off while the whole time I'm working on my own. Um, And this whole year is just about execution. You know, just not talking about it, but actually doing it Um, and letting people know, like, hey, listen, I I thought about every single step of this process. I've thought about it. So objectively, I, you know, I just think this album um, and everything that comes with it shows, um, videos, um, merch. Um, the music, the everything that's connected to it. I'm just that's gonna be the, the next best. You have a show sure. coming up, right? Yeah. Um. I actually, yeah, I do have a show. Um. Like she, like she mentioned, I have, I have an appreciation for live music, and oh yeah, me too. It's, it's something Love about it. performing it's live. It's just like, my, I've, I've only performed with a band one time, and it was with. Uh, you ever heard of Mighty Jai? No. From he's from St. Pete. Um. He put the show together at the Crowbar in 2012 called Art and Soul. He has this ongoing show, and that's actually where I'm performing again, Art and Soul, February 4th um, uh, in St. Pete. But he originally, this show was in um, at the Crowbar in Ebor. And that was the first time I've ever performed with a band. And just the, the just how fluid and how free I felt. It's, you know, it's one thing to perform with an MP3 and a DJ. and It's a different just, thing. It's a different thing. Like, they followed my lead, and I was able to just feel the music you know what i mean and that's one thing that i do when i write like i like to feel i love watching rappers perform with bands i saw mike mass with guitar we we, we all saw mike mass with yeah, guitar yeah, yeah. last weekend yeah we were all at that show that's how this fucking podcast happened it's a, it's a different it's a different atmosphere yeah when you see it really it like is. that yeah so it definitely depends on the band though but katara like natalie seth john like they have such a good feel and they listen to whoever their front person is. So like they're following your lead, but they're also just like setting this like beautiful groove. And yeah. that's what you want as yeah. like an MC or as like a vocalist. Like you want some, a solid foundation to like, you want to trust the backing band. Like yeah. you want to be able to trust them and they are just like, so, and they, that's not even their specialty. Like they write their own beautiful music and perform it like amazing music. Yeah. And then they, they have this like thing in their pocket where they can just like perform with MCs and it's vocalists so cool. all the time. Yeah. 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 The first so. show. Uh, so I moved to Tampa back in uh, about a year ago. First show that I saw was Katara with Perception, and this yeah. is uh, this is I think before Katara had a name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was right. It was actually it was actually a Rock the Park, and it was the one um, not with the usual uh, stage. It was the one that was still. Uh, d- uh, 
adjacent to the museum, mm. uh, up on the sidewalk. Was it October? No, it was January. Oh, okay. Yeah, January of 2021. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I know you said, yeah. I didn't go to that show, but I was I was mad that I didn't go to it, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, first show that I saw in Tampa, which was sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, how sweet was Leisure Chief? Oh, my God, they're one of my, oh my favorite God. bands. Jordan Garno is on guitar. Uh, that, that's the guy on guitar? He's one of my favorite guitar players in the area. Yeah, the other person on guitar, Sioma, with the crazy oh, hair. Oh, yeah. Oh, he he performed. Jordan wasn't there at um, Hoochin' Hive that night. But, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. I, I spoke I spoke with the guitarist and um, showed me Sun Ra. Have you heard of Sun Ra? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had never heard of Sun Ra uh, prior to uh, when it was told to me. Super experimental jazz yeah. d- dating back to the late 50s and has stuff from 2014 and ev- a bunch of stuff in in between. Yeah. It's one of those rabbit holes, you know what I mean, <laughs> where you just start listening to it and then cannot stop listening to best. it. Yeah, oh, those yeah, are the best. The, what, what rabbit holes have y'all been in recently? Ooh. Give me a rabbit hole. Um, Cleo Soul. Cleo, what's the what's Cleo Soul? Cleo Soul. You, you're a Cleo Soul before, right? From you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's this. I, um, didn't, I was. I didn't know before. She's. She's this. I think she's from the UK. I don't know where she's from exactly. Um, but I think she's from the UK. But she has. Uh, it's. It's like. It's R and B, neo soul, jazz, and Love but neo it, soul. it feels like it's. Best way I describe it, like living room, like living room music. Like you, I feel like she just got her band together, in her living room, and they just kind of tapped in with each other and just wrote, honest, pure music, and then. I don't know. Dude, I had this playlist, so I just let it play one time. Album went through, and then my iTunes just went down this rabbit hole of songs similar like it. And I've heard of artists I've never heard before during that time. I and I was that. like, wow. Then it was like every single one of these songs slapped. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely not hip hop, but you can tell it just has a certain soul to it that, you know, I personally went through recently. But it was through Cleo Soul playlist nice, for sure. Nice. So um, let's take a little break. I also just have to take a piss. Uh, Shella, <laughs> I feel like we've gotten to know you very well today. I feel like, yeah, I think we've gotten to some cool spaces. This was nice. Shella, so where can people find you? Um, like I said, I don't have a website yet, but hopefully <laughs> soon. Um, I go by Songbird Shella on Instagram and Facebook, and I try to stay on top of my social media, so that's the best way. Beautiful. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Of course. All right, dude. Yes, sir. Fuck yeah. What's up, Scott A? What's happening, man? Good to have you in here, dude. Yes, sir. Yeah, so I feel like, uh, so we met at Hooch and Hive, right? Or, yeah. Or have we, have we met before that? Um, I feel like we, you look familiar. Yeah, I, I've seen yeah. You, I think I've seen your podcast, I, I, but I formerly met you at Hooch and Hive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I feel like that, I mean, I'm not like tooting my own horn a little bit, but but like I, with a, with the amount of content that I put out, so many people fucking like repost my shit and it's like, you know, I have a recognizable face. You know what I mean? Like I'm a fucking red haired <laughs> Yeah, you got the ginger dude. beard. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it's like in the fucking like music, hip hop scene, it's like. People fucking know my name. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd you, you did? Did you interview? Um, it was Pusha Preem, right? Pusha Preem and dude, Jay Brown. Preem's been on the podcast three times. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that dude's the fucking man. I love yeah. that guy. Have yeah. not have not had Jay Brown on yet though. That's that's okay, coming eventually. Yeah, that's the homie. Oh, the, dude, both he, of them. Yeah, he bodies everyone when he performs. Dude, he's a fucking savage. Yeah, he's special for sure. Mm-hmm. Ugh, cheers, dude. Fuck yeah. Bam. Uh, we just got like Rachel, but one of the cameras is pointing at the whole table. It's just fucking Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gloss like walking away from each other. <laughs> you ever been in a big fight with like an ex girlfriend or something? <laughs> Listen, man, I try not to think about those days. 
Oh, the worst. You, 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 yeah. you, okay? Definitely, yeah. <laughs> a lot of finger pointing. Oh, my God. Fucking Christ, dude. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I deal with that shit all day long. Because I'm, 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 I'm a public defender. So it's like all day For long. Real? Yeah, yeah. You ever, oh, have, you ever have legal problems? Nah. Nah? Nah, thank God. But yeah. that's what's up. Yeah, somebody fart. Who farted? <laughs> Shella farted. Ew. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> no, nah, it was me. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that that, that, no, it wasn't. I don't think anybody farted. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not, well, damn, you kind of look like a public defender now, I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, I'm a Jewish lawyer. Like, it doesn't get much more public defender-y than me, man. Oh, man. That's yeah. what's up, man. Yeah, I deal, up. I deal with some fucking shit, man. Mm. <laughs> yeah, people have fights. It's fucked. Like, in court? Oh my god, dude! In family court, it's like all day long because like you know, there's legal issues are one thing. Legal issues with like emotional attachment. Yeah, where there's spite and yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, Yeah. when there's kids involved, fucking no, dude. Yeah, because everybody wants custody and all this shit, and it's like fucking who wants to take care of their kids anyway? No, I'm just kidding. You're a father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Father is the first thing in your bio. It's the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, I can ima- I don't have any kids, but I can imagine. How many kids do you have? I have three. You have three kids. Okay. How, old, how old are they? Uh, my oldest is uh, seven. Um, Olivia is seven. Violet is, she just turned five last week. And then uh, my youngest is three. Did you have Ava. a uh, Did you have a fifth birthday party? Um, We just had a small, unfortunately, like, I wasn't able to take her out on her birthday because I worked that day. But I'm going to celebrate this upcoming week with my family. But, nice. Um, what are you going to do? What's a um, five-year-old's birthday party like? Oh, yeah, man, did, right did, now, did, like the SpongeBob come? Is that like a thing? Nah, right, right now it's the Encanto, the Encanto crave. Encanto, you know, you know the new Disney movie that came out. Like I all, don't, the, I you don't. know, when Frozen came out, it's like every little kid yeah. was on a Frozen wave. Now, when now, Moana it, came now, out. now the thing is Encanto. Now it's Encanto, yeah. Oh, so, is that like a probably. Spanish movie or something? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a. Are, it's, are you Hispanic? Um, what do you think I am? Um, I would. You have the skin of a Hispanic man. <laughs> So I would I would assume that you are a tad Hispanic. Am, am I am I incorrect? Um, yeah, tad. Um, I'm more indigenous Indian than I am. Really? Spanish or oh, cool. Hispanic, yeah, Do you speak Spanish or no? No, no, no. No, yeah. I mean, you, I'm, I'm Nicaraguan and Jamaican, but my family's oh, cool. uh, Mosquito Indian, so they speak the native dialect and patois. The native dialect. What's the native dialect? Uh, it's called Mosquito. They're Mosquito Indians the in the mos- Atlantic Coast. Why, the Mosquito Indians. Yeah, M I S K I T O. Oh wow, cool. Yeah. Do they have cool cultural celebrations or something that you do every year? Not, not really. Um, they just fucking uh, let let thousands of mosquitoes loose and swallow all that. <sighs> Listen, I've been in Nicaragua a couple. That last time I've been, I was like fourteen, and yeah, the mosquitoes out there run rampant. So. Oh wait, so it's actually there's a lot of mosquitoes. In yes, the mosquito in tribe. Nicaragua, yeah, for God, sure. It sucks, dude. It's horrible. I know, dude. Mosquitoes no come from no coming from you. the states, going over there, and you see like, because I have cousins. I remember I went out there. I had cousins who lived in like villages and huts, and they get they the fuck out of here. Are you they, serious? They, yeah. What are their? Do they have like crazy names? Like. No, 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 no. Runs with mosquito or some shit. I don't nah, know. I'm sorry, I'm it's sorry crazy. for the for native. No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, they had they have. It's crazy. They actually have regular names. Like I have an uncle. His name is John. Actually, my grandma's name is no. His, my great grandpa's name was John Smith. Get are you? Are, that's the most ass. basic yes. name I've ever. Yeah, but he grew up. In Nicaragua, as you know, he married a mosquito woman, and da da da. da so, but yeah, they <laughs> mosquito did. Mosquito woman just sounds like the weirdest. Yeah, <laughs> I know. 
That's people cool, man. People never heard of us though, so nah, yeah. I try to try to plug it as much as I can. Yeah, I do. I, you know, when it comes to my heritage, I'm the most vanilla motherfucker ever. Like literally, my mom is from New York. My dad's from Boston. <laughs> I grew up in Miami Beach. <laughs> like, oh, for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, so I grew up in Miami Beach until I was 11, and then I moved to Fort Lauderdale. Um, literally on my 11th birthday. Shout out to March 4th, uh, 2007. Shout out to March 4th. Yeah, you know the vibes. Um, so, Actually, I was born in Miami. Oh, no shit. I lived there since I was 10. Well, how old are you now? I'm um, 30. You're 30. Okay. Where would you go to elementary school? Um, I went to Henry M. Flagler. Um, Actually, you went to Flagler. I played yeah. a lot of water polo at Flagler. Yeah, Flagler yeah. Elementary School. Uh, I lived right across the street from there. Um, I actually, I, li- I moved a lot in Miami. I went to like, f- before I even left, before third grade, I went to like four different schools. I don't remember the, the name Why? of the Why? Your parents moving around? or My mom and okay. dad moved a lot. And even in between that, I lived in Charlotte. Like twice, Charlotte, North, North Carolina. Carolina. Oh wow! So Weird. Not yeah, expected. I went to like maybe great food there. I don't even remember. I really? just remember feeling like this is too country for me. What's like your grease fest food? Like if like when you're just feeling greasy, like what's your food? Oh shoot, uh, that's a good question, man. Yeah. Um, Mine's fest. chicken wings, but like a lot. Actually, of them. yes, yes. Shout out to Wings Express. Okay, is that wing. your wing spot? I have a wing spot yes. for you. Yeah. Yes, Wing Express. Next time you call on the pod, we'll 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 exchange wings. I got you. I got yeah. you. I get Wing Express from uh, where is it on on Bears, or is it on Bears? Yeah, it's on Bears. Yeah. So if you're familiar with the USF area on Bears, it's a spot called Wings Express, and they stay open to like three or four in the morning. Oh, that's so my favorite like, type of spot, man. Yeah, and it's yeah. only like ten bucks for like six wings. Are you serious? Yes, yeah, oh, you got like six, seven amazing. wings, fries. Are they thick? Yeah. Are they thick wings? Okay. Yeah, they don't give you the little baby legs. You know what I mean? They give you yeah. decent wings, and I like a meaty wing, dude. Yeah. Have you been to Gangchu? No, I've heard so much about it though. I haven't been to it. Oh, yet. dude, it's straight up fire. It is like you you get you get a wing. Each wing is like two wings. It's just straight up meat, dude. Yeah. And it's not your normal type of wing. It's Asian American uh, fusion mm-hmm. and uh, Korean barbecue style. It's a get gongchu is a word that means something in Korean. I don't know what the fuck it means, but it, <laughs> <laughs> it's dude. The wings there are crazy. But you you're not going there to get like hot wings, you know. And oh, yeah. I I love I'm a I'm a little hot wing slut. But this is not the spot to get hot wings. This is the spot to get like your um, they had to they they have this. It's I don't even know what it's called. It's some Korean shit. And dude, they they have this special sauce that they have, bro. It's amazing. For real? Yeah. You want a gift card? I have gift cards to Gangshu. Let me give you a gift card to Gangshu. But you got to promise that you're gonna hey, go. Shit. Are you gonna? If I, I give every gift card given to me gets used. If yes. if I give you a gang card, to, a sure. gang show, what the fuck? word was that <laughs> if i give you a gift card to gang you you promise that you'll use it yeah i'll take okay. a picture okay hold on i'll send it to you gang you gang you gang you so question i do like my wings extra crispy though oh can, dude can, can I, the, they, they're the crispiest okay. dude yeah it's just one big like crisp. everywhere i go there I you go like, wait hold on for the for the watch oh, it's upside down yeah <laughs> You're a real one Bearing gifts already That's what's up Yeah I got you dude Gang shoot Chicken and beer Chicken oh, and beer yeah. Oh my gosh dude Say less But they don't have Fucking Rolling Rock Which is bullshit Did y'all see all my Crazy shit with Rolling Rock The other day Nah she- Shelly you saw it Yeah <laughs> I-, I don't think that you understand How deep that goes When I first started the podcast My big thing Was lukewarm Rolling Rock 
and it just started because I had a rolling rock in my room mm-hmm. and I didn't have a refrigerator, so it was just warm. And yeah. I would make all my guests drink warm rolling rock. <laughs> Sorry, but it's fucking delicious. Who cares? That's on, uh, Blue Moon. Oh, I love Blue Moon. Oh, yeah, it's an Blue orange Moon. peel. Hey, there's a song on my album called Blue Moon. That's mm. how much, yeah. That's how, that's how much it means. Do you put an orange peel in it when you drink it? No, I'm basic. Everybody tells me to do it, and I'm just like, I don't have time to. Do but all that, that is basic. It's basic to put an orange peel in your Blue Moon. I, uh, I know. Yeah, bro, but, hey, you're not basic, but this yeah. time it's not good. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. True. No, I mean, it's cool, man. Yeah, no, but. No judgment passed. Yeah, but Blue Moon for sure. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Moon for sure. Mm. This is actually fire, though. I, I this actually, is fire. This tastes good. This is so good, man. This. New Belgium 1554. Where'd you get this from? You said Costco? Yeah, I'm I'm so into Costco, dude. Are you a Costco member? Nah, I should be, though. Let me, let me take you to Costco, man. We'll go on a little Costco date. Yeah. You like chicken breast? Uh, yeah, I guess. What uh, do you like rotisserie? Not really. What do you like ribs? Yes. I'm gonna let me put you on. Oh, for real? Okay. <laughs> yeah, they have so that's such variety, <laughs> <laughs> dude. They have them cooked and not cooked. They're both fucking amazing. Um, here wait, I don't want to record audio for this. Hold on. Um. Yeah, that it was it was great. <laughs> I may need to try that one. Great, years. great times. Maybe we'll do that um and not oh Jesus, hold on. Okay. <laughs> um sorry. Here, wait, hold on. Let me because I have to edit that part out. Hold on. I like to have a lot of fun. And some people I don't under, some people don't understand it, but that, I like to that have was a lot my first fun. that was my first uh Impression? Impression of you when I first met you. Thank like, you. What was I doing? Very, uh, <laughs> Hitting a pen or some shit? Nah, you were, you were, I don't know, just your energy was all, you, you just seemed very, uh, very outgoing, like you were there for a good time. Thank so, you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a big, like, you know, I work hard. I'm a fucking attorney. You know what I mean? And I don't mean to toot my own horn, but, and, because uh, I know what I just said sounds like, oh, I'm a fucking attorney, motherfucker. It's like, no, I'm a public defender. I'd make no fucking money. But <laughs> the reason that I'm a public defender is because I literally get to have fun at my job. Like, dude, you know what's so fucking fun? Shitting all over state attorneys. It's like my favorite thing to do. Like, I can imagine. Dude, going to court and being in front of a judge and just telling the judge everything that the state attorney did not do, it's like the best. <laughs> um, Your Honor, as you can see, the state attorney did not provide me a police report. I would object to any sort of uh, further discovery. It's like, dude, it, saying that just fucking, it's like dopamine to the head. It's yeah. so fun. Dude, winning a trial like that, you know, 99% of the shit that you see on like law and order is complete bullshit. But is that let me let me be let me ask you a question. Is being a lawyer kind of like a is it like a pissing contest to see who who just is the better or whatever? Um I, yeah, no. Quick quick answer to that is no. Okay. But it's more like um have you ever heard the expression knowledge is power? Yes. The more laws you know, the better. And the more procedural, because sh- like there's laws, which mm-hmm. is like, okay, battery. A battery is just an unreasonable touching. So like if I like flick you right now and it's not reasonable to flick you, then that's, that's, is considered a battery. Okay. Um, but like if, if I flicked you and we're in a flicking contest, then maybe there's case law that says that flicking contests are not okay, no matter how much consent there. It's like the more random bullshit, you know, that you can throw into a case, the better. Yeah. So if you show up prepared, then you're going to win and then yeah. you're going to get that not guilty. 
You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. That's the fucking greatest. It's Grams. Gotcha. Hey, yeah. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever thought about like getting into entertainment law? I know that's a... Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's like my favorite thing to do. Dude, so many artists out here, hook, like they're like, hey, can you help me with this contract? Hey, can you... Uh, like, how's the liability if I have an event here? Shit like that. Yeah. And, uh, dude, like, I've, NDAs and all that bullshit. I mean, I'm not going to break confidentiality on my podcast, obviously. Yeah. But, I mean, it's one of my favorite things to do. Okay. Yeah, it's Yeah, it's super fun. That's but, what's up. Yeah, but, dude, like, being a public defense... Like, one thing that entertainment law doesn't do, though, is it, it doesn't put me in court. And, dude, like... Like I, so, I've been an attorney for about a year, a year and some change. Yeah. And within that amount of time, I have literally like, I've got, I've had a trial and I fucking won it, and I teared up a little bit straight up. Like when I when this, when, this, this is your first one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was okay. back in September. It's you know, it's harder than you think to get a trial because when you go to trial, the defendant is risking the maximum sentence. So if the judge has a reputation of giving the maximum sentence, for example. Um, a first degree misdemeanor, for example, a, a battery or yeah. a DUI or whatever, whatever, who cares? Um, you're risking a year in jail. But if the state attorney is offering like an adjudication and court costs, then all you got to do is pay like, I don't know, 400 bucks and it's just on your record, excuse me, as a guilty adjudication. But if you don't want that on your record, then you can go to trial and you can fight it. Now, the problem with that is if you get a not guilty, you walk out scot-free. We call, we call it walking someone. But if you get a guilty, then you fucked because then you go into jail for a year and a year in jail. Fuck that. Listen, man, I went to jail. I went to jail. Tell me about it. I, you said earlier that you had no legal problems. You were a liar. <laughs> Damn, I did say that, didn't I? Yeah. All right, dude. Yeah, just be, well, be, be listen, candid. Man, so this was like two thousand. This was two thousand and this two thousand and was twelve. This was my um me and and uh, hometown were roommates, and and they uh, were roommates. We Y'all know that vine. You know listen, the vine. Man. Uh, all right, never mind. Sorry. Damn. No one knows the and they were roommates. Vine. I forgot about Vine. Oh, yeah. it's great. All right, you were saying. Sorry. <laughs> nah, you good. Um, it's 2012, and man, I got a so I had a job that I was a I was a um I worked for a rental car company, and just to make a long story short, nah, I got nah, I got you fired, can tell the whole story. I got fired on my day off. Fuck. So that I sucks. yeah, this was yeah, I wasn't even supposed to be working this day. They called me into work. And I pretty much was detailing a car and they told me, hey, go fuel up this car, at this gas station up the street. And I ended up driving and this girl cut me off and I accidentally T-boned her with one of their like Nissan Altimas or whatever. No, not not Altimas. Um, yeah, no, it wasn't Altima. So this car was made out of fiberglass. Car was total. So next day they called me in and were like, hey, listen, the company doesn't want to insure you, yada, yada, yada. And then they fired me. So then after that, I think I got a ticket for it and I didn't know. And I got. I got pulled over a few months later, and they said my license was suspended. Yeah, I was just going to say, you probably got a Dwellis. Driving with license yeah. suspended, yeah. And then, but at the time, I was going to ACC, and I could have missed what, class. What's, what's ACC is? Uh, Hillsborough Community College. Oh, oh HCC. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, HCC. Okay. Okay, HCC. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, I remember, um, shoot, man, it was, it was like two days back to back. I got pulled over. And the third time, the second time I had a baby in the car, I was, I was with one of my friends and she had a, she had a baby in her car. So they let me pass because there was an infant in the vehicle. They weren't going to just let, whatever. Yeah. yeah. They let it slide. They're not going to impound a vehicle with a baby in it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, For a suspended, whatever. Exactly. um, Yeah. 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 But the following morning I had class and this is over there off of, uh, by USF on, on, um, on Bruce B. Downs and Fletcher. Okay. And soon as I left my old apartment on Bears, 
I was on my way to ACC and I saw I saw a policeman behind me and um I tried to be slick and I I, I didn't want him to read my tag cuz the night before a police officer yeah, did that for yeah, no reason. Yeah. So I pulled over to the side and I went into the plaza where the target is over there and I and I stood my ground for about 10 minutes and I thought the police officer left. And I was like, "All right, cool." But really he already re- he already scanned my tag and yeah. saw that I pulled over. So he was just waiting to see if I was going to leave the lot again. So as soon as that happened, I left the lot thinking the coast was clear. I hit the corner on Fletcher, pulled me over. Woo! Yep, and done. Then this was like 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning, uh-huh. and sent me to jail. And I was there the whole, like, the whole booking process was horrible. I'm like, bro, they had to take my, there's a mugshot of me out there. It's How horrible. How long were you, is it in Hillsborough County? It's Hillsborough County, I'm, yeah, lo- I'm looking it up when I get to work tomorrow. Yeah, man. I, mean, I can look it up right now. I have my computer here. If you but. could do anything to take that picture you know off what? the internet, please do. You know what, um, uh, Shella, do me a favor. <laughs> can you go, can you go into my room and just grab my bag? It's like, it, it's... <laughs> you'll, you'll see it. You'll see it. It's like a, it's a, it's a brown leather bag. We're gonna look up your mugshot. I'll see what I can do for you. Yeah, man. Do it. Did you have a public defender? Did I? No, no, no. It wasn't. I don't. No, no. I didn't have any any public defender. It was just I was trying to get somebody to post bail. So one of my homies, Des, uh, he knew somebody. So that whole day, like I remember, um, didn't I hit up Des? I think I hit up my boy Des, and I referred Des to my mom, and they were like behind the scenes trying to get me. You know to post bail, and but the whole time I was spending the day in jail. Like they changed me. Were you in Falkenberg or Orient? Excuse me, um, Falkenberg. Okay. And um, it's supposed to be the holding cell. From what I remembered, um, Orient Jail was packed that day, so they had a lot of Orient Jail. Um, you know. Uh, so yeah, the way it works is like you get booked at Orient Jail, and then you get transported to Falkenberg for holding. Yeah. So I should have been. I forgot where I was. I think it was Falkenberg. But regardless, they had me in the whole jumpsuit. They had me like. Wait, wait, were you in the green turtle suit? Don't bro, tell me you were in the green Bro, they changed. Listen, I was there. They gave me this nasty ass ham and cheese sandwich. And then they sent me to this room <laughs> with three other dudes and was like, hey, y'all changed trip butt naked and changed into this orange jumpsuit and gave me the rubber slides to go with it. And then I had to give my. Okay, eye. okay. So you were in orange. You weren't in green. If you were in green, that would have been dumb. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was in orange. Yeah, I was in orange. Okay. Um, and the whole time I'm like, it's just I'm just looking at the time because I'm hoping that somebody's posting my bail or whatever. And it was just weird, man. It was I went in there. They had me in the the waiting area with everybody, and 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 <clears throat> listen, I came across uh, I came across this dude. Actually, my cellmate was this old Spanish guy. Give him a fake name. Don't uh, wait, Don Quixote. That's his name. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna call him Jose for right now. Okay, that's fine. Jose. The homie Jose. I asked him what he did. They were asking me what I did, and I'm like, "Listen, just I just got pulled over for a suspended license." And I asked what wait, he wait, did. Wait, wait, really quick. Uh, what's your What's your last name? Arana. A R A N A. And then your first name is Scott. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. So I asked the dude what he did, and he apparently stabbed somebody. For some money or whatever, so he was in there. Fuck. For, yeah, he was my You're cellmate. In the cell. Yeah, I was like with them. Fuck. No, we were out. We we're out. Like, where everybody was out. Nobody was in the cell. We we're out. You see me? Yeah, bro. You know what? You know what? <laughs> that's a horrible picture, bro. This is not a good picture, dude. I know. This Listen, is not, this, this, this is not this, a good this is what I realized. That. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Bro, I was not expecting to be Ryan Gosling, <laughs> and I was not expecting Fuck. to have my mug shot up today, dog. That sucks. Here you go. Yeah, man. If you can see, I was stressed. Those those no, like, you, you look those pissed. lines you look in my pissed. those lines in my forehead aren't even here anymore. Like I'm in a happy place right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was so stressful. 
Oh, that sucks. Dude. Yeah. But yeah. this it's a setup because I feel like the way they they angled the cameras they they want you to look like you're mad. You look like, like a mosquito Indian. Here, yeah, dude. I listen. No, I, I'm uh, kidding. Hey, <laughs> 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 for sure. But nah, man, it was just a it was a it was a weird experience. It was oh, cool. I bet. It was a lot of yeah. It was a lot of uh, a lot of anger that day because I saw. Some, I can imagine, dude. I've been I've been in jail. Like, I've never been arrested. Like you know, God willing, but. I, I was I've been in those jails before and dude like the inmates are not fucking happy to be there. And, yeah, nah. And there's a wide range of types of inmates. Like there's people like you who got arrested on a fucking Duilis. I mean, you knew that you weren't supposed to drive. You I know. know I, mean? I like, know. Like, you knew yeah. you but I was a college student. My whole time I'm like, bro, I'm a college student. I'm just right. trying to go to school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm not doing anything. I'm not. I just want to go to school. Yeah, I got now, pulled now over you're for talking going to, to school. Jose who just stabbed his fucking yeah. wife. It's like fuck. She, right. <laughs> Shout out to Jose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pouring out for the homie Jose. <laughs> fucking Christ. But yeah. So that day. Yeah. So I was there from like seven thirty eight, and they declared some kind of shutdown thing, and we were all about to oh, go. Awesome, dude. Yeah. As soon as they shut everything down, they're like, "All right, everybody, go to their cell." Me and Jose went to our cell. I had the top bunk. I was about to turn my back, and then the officer came in and told me, "Hey, you post a bail so you can get out." Oh, thank God. You must so, have been so happy. Yeah, but it was like five o'clock. I spent my entire morning. day. No, five o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. I was there at like seven thirty eight. I was there all damn day. Damn. Yeah, it was. Yeah, man. And then even then, shortly after that, I think I missed my court date. And you know, you know, hometown being my roommate, <clears throat> that was my address at that time. I think didn't they knock on the door that day? Remember the police came looking for me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so there, he, there must have been a warrant after t- your arrest. Yeah, there was a warrant out for my arrest, and, and I think him and somebody tipped me off. I was like, hey, man, don't come to the apartment. They're looking for you. Yeah, yeah. And I forgot Sounds why I had right. a warrant for I, th- it was just mis- I think I missed a court date. So, like, the police were in the same complex. I was in the complex, and I remember I, like, booked. I just went around and made sure they didn't see me, and I left the complex and went somewhere else so they wouldn't book me. For, and I tried to clear whatever issue I had at the time. I don't oh, remember yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, they would have taken you right back to the Jose. Yeah, I'm like, nah, I, mean, I ain't listen. That was a one and done thing for me. That was, it was, it was, um, it was definitely degrading and it was, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel like I deserved to be there for a suspended dude, license. Dude, so. the criminal justice system, wait, hold on. One I says really fuck with my head. I was like, damn, they really do. Yeah, I saw some racist shit too. Tell me. Yeah, so like the, uh, the correctional officer in, in there was, he just called everybody the N-word, and nobody says shit. Get the fuck I'm, out of here. Dead ass. Was, was the correctional officer a white person? Yeah, it's a white guy. And he was calling everybody the yeah, N-word. Yeah, because he wanted every like, I think it was like noon we got there, <laughs> and he just kind of wait, screamed wait, at everybody. Talking. I got to do something. But oh, you yeah. good. you good. He, he screamed at everybody to get in line, and I guess we were, everybody was being too loud, and he called everybody the N-word, and I'm like, ain't nobody doing shit. We can't do shit. No, he screamed at everybody. He was like fed up with us. And I'm like, bro, I'm in here for a suspended license. What the fuck? Like, I'm not a criminal. I guess technically in whatever. Legally, may possibly I am, but I'm like, I'm not a criminal. I'm not doing anything malicious towards anybody. Yeah. I mean, dude, like sometimes like I mean the thing is though, you knew that you weren't supposed to be driving and you drove. Yeah. Is the thing. That for sure. And dude, sometimes like People just need a little reality slap. But the, the the fucked up thing is like, you know, there's a big difference between the law and then the administration of the law. Yeah. Because, dude, like, I mean, I, I've driven drunk before. I, I have. I, and I admit <laughs> it. And I hate admitting it, but it's fucking true. And I've said this on the podcast before. It's a, it's a cautionary thing. It's a cautionary tale that I tell. Yeah. Because I could have easily completely destroyed my life or destroyed other people's lives. Yeah. But, dude, like, 
what am I going to leave my car overnight? It's, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm, it's a fucked up thing to say. But, like... <laughs> it, <laughs> Listen, man. <laughs> no, what I just said is a complete fucking joke. But it's like I could have easily been pulled over and gotten a DUI and been on a year of probation and spent yeah. about eight thousand dollars. And it's like, no, thank you. Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But and then uh, a cop could maybe right now. There's a bunch of people driving with uh, no license and they're not getting pulled over. It's just when you put yourself in a situation that is illegal. You are subjecting yourself to hanging out with Jose. Yeah, and you don't want to hang out. You don't hang out. Jose sucks. That that was listen. That that was definitely a reality check. I yep, think yep, shortly yep, after. Yep. Yep. So like that. Dude, reality checks during, are so fucking important. During that time, it was probably that's when I actually stopped making music. Like I, really? Yeah. I'm, I'm told you, I've been on. The, the hell scene did Jose for, tell you, bro? Listen, man. Like, so I had I caught shingles when I was 20. That was that same month that I went to jail because I was so stressed out. With just life in general Like that was one of the big things That, that you fucked got my shing- head You got fucking shingles but Yeah I had chicken pox When I was a baby So the shingle virus is in, it, It's in you It okay. just normally Just activates when you're older But Sh- I was so stressed was, that my was my nickname In high school Bro no, listen My <laughs> my immune system Broke down so much Because I was stressed out Okay That my shingles Activated in me It wasn't as severe As it would be for If I was a lot older But just the fact That I was that stressed That my immune system Was fucking with me that let me know, like, hey, man. And during that time, that's when I decided to, like, you know what? Let me just focus on bettering myself and getting out of this fucking hole. Because music at that time, I was, I think just shortly before that, I went on tour with MGK. Did a that's Florida sick. tour. That's yeah. Sick. I didn't know that. We that's did a sick. Florida tour with MGK. And, and I think at the time, like, the hype that was going around what I was doing was like, okay, he's doing, he's doing, he's making moves. And yeah, from the outside looking in, but fuck it, like, bro, I'm not even able to pay my rent. And I just went to jail. I can't even pay off traffic tickets. You know what I mean? And then Dude, I found out. Yeah, go ahead. And I found out I was having a baby, my first baby. All this shit happened in like a month's time. And then I was like, all right, now nah, let me just take <laughs> some time to step away and figure this shit out. So. Yeah. And it's like, you know, people who don't make music will say like, oh, music is just fun. And it is fun, but it's also, you know, like it can be like a big part of you. So it's like sometimes you got to take away that little part of you to like further yourself. Um, Goodbye. Sorry. No, it's totally cool. <laughs> right, thank you. Shella, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was super cool. Until next time. Oh, Jesus. So fucking rude, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Hold on. No, yeah, that was for Ken Ken Apperson. Uh, here, hold on. Let me stop this. This, yeah, gangstreet's fire. All right, Scotty, we're back on. Hello. What's happening? So let's do to end the podcast. Let's do a little freestyle. For sure. I'm gonna throw on some. Uh, you know, Cooking Soul. Oh yeah. Cooking Soul's the fucking man, dude. I'm gonna throw him on. <coughs> it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Appreciate you. Let's do this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <coughs> Uh, why is this not playing? Oh, wait. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting a call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, sorry Shout out that. to them. All right.
Can you run it from the top? This is from the top. This oh, it's from the top. top. Yeah. All right, cool. Check. Look. Blood, sweat, and tears. Gotta wipe this shit off my brow. Pockets full of lit. Been a while since you see me smile. Trials and tribulations. Trip me up. I'm feeling deflated. I'm ready to air it out on everything you care about. Yeah. Uh. Give me time to compose. I see money coming in just as fast as it goes. You know I'm off to feeling jaded, sedated. You know how liquor do. Got me pondering about probably hitting a liquor too. Woo. My mind is working wonders now. When it's heating up and we just turned it into summer now. What goes around will come around. That's what my mama told me. Boy, you better stay on track and quit giving niggas to run around. Let's run it up before the sun is up the way my stomach sound. I got that hunger flow from Tampa, Florida, where hooligans hitting bungalows. Whenever all the funds are low, I never in a cycle. Always caught up in the tumble road. Whoa. Yeah. In the tumble roll, whoa, hey. whoa, I'm going hey. so low, oh, bro, we in the tumble roll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. I stay alone, you know I stay so low. High school, played so much water polo. Who's that? 911, nah, fucked up hobo. <laughs> so crazy on bath salts, it's loco. Whoa, hey. bro, yo, bro, I'm Levi Graham Weinstein. Yeah, you know my, my iPhone stays clean. I stay supreme, as if I was pusher cream. But you know that I'm so sparkly like gleam. Hey. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey! Shout out to Graham. Shout out to Graham. <laughs> shout out Gramps. to Graham. Put it on the scale. Look, look. Hey, you got something else? All right, cool. Look. Look. When I lose sleep, I contemplate and jot and loose leaf. What is it gonna take for me to feel like two, three? I never settle for that two C. My stats won't allow it. Ops huddle up with cowards just so they feel empowered. Make sure to name all of my daughters so they lies give us flowers. Daily water in my seas, watching my tears turn to showers. The word is ours. A blessing to the folks that surround us. But to my foes, I take a piss in y'all to pick up my trousers. Yeah, no checkerboards when I'm playing chess. In my chest, I felt the word of God when I took a breath. Hallelujah, spewing out my lungs, it won't let me rest. They're trying to manifest this cash money. Like Manny Fresh, I'm big timing. I bet I run it when the clock's winding down. That it remind us everything that something must make us way down. You pray we run us to the ground, but how the fuck does that sound? Yeah, you knew I had the crown before I ever made crowns. Scott A. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Scott A and Graham going crazy. Crazy. Scott A and Graham going crazy. Crazy. Scott A Graham crazy. Yeah. Scott Graham crazy. I'm yeah, so lazy yeah. and my eyes are hazy. I smoke weed and I'm damn baby. Why you always hitting my phone up? Please, bitch, shut up, yo. <laughs> Damn, didn't mean to get misogynistic. I just gotta pick this kid up from daycare. Damn, where are you stashing the underwear? Graham, radio, podcast. Oh my God, please let me yawn. Let me talk on your microphone. Nah, kid. And I click it because you know that I just got a fish dick. It's frozen in my refrigerator. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll see you later, baby. Hey, make sure to make sure to serve the fish dick, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that shit's fried. Yay. Hey. I appreciate you, man. Thank of you course. so much. That was awesome. That was awesome. Scott A, some party hey, words. For sure, man. Uh yes, album on the way. Y'all tune in. My name is Scott A. Um, follow me on all social media platforms. Uh S C X. Um, don't forget the X. S C X T T underscore A Y E. That's on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, wherever. Yeah, that, yeah, that fucked me up a few times when I was trying to tag you. Yeah. Like, S-C-O-S-C-O. Now it's S-C-X. S-C-X-T-T. 
uh, underscore A Y E. Appreciate y'all. All right, brother. It was really cool having you on the podcast. Next hey. time we'll do a bunch of chicken wings. Um, and blue moon with uh, I'll do with an orange. Blue, actually, you'll do without what? No, no, I'll do the blue. Yeah, you got if you got the. Uh, you said actually, actually what? If you have the orange peels with you, I'll take it. I'll take it. Beautiful. You Next time, uh, Gang Chu and uh, oh, by the way, Bill Maher is a great uh, is a great wing spot. Never mind, we're getting off topic. All right, <laughs> for the listeners, I love you. Peace. The show. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. Of course.